Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. And she walks by, the men folks stand in the And we're rolling. Hi, Jack. Hi. How are you? Good morning. What's I wrong? Had, I'm rough. I'm, I'm having a tough... Life's hard. Well, uh, wait, 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 you were fine. 30 seconds ago, you were no, fine. Oh No, I wasn't, Kevin. What's wrong? I was accosted. By who? Some girl in the bar. At the casino, the casino last night? Yes. <laughs> oh, the drunk girl, yeah. The drunk girl accosted me in the casino, and she was... It was just horrifying. I I feel... I feel... <clears throat> so, yes. what happened? Well... You and I went to the casino last night, right. the MGM here in uh, in uh, National Harbor. I got a couple of drinks and left you at the uh, bar. Right, you were playing I, poker. Because Kevin and I enjoy going to the casinos, but there's only a couple of things we actually enjoy doing at the same time. He plays tables and he does different stuff than i do you sit me at the bar with the poker machine you befriend the bartender i befriend the bartender I st- we do this at every casino <laughs> at every, every casino. i set up a tab i get my drinks i sit there i watch i people watch i play my little and i'm usually 20 bucks yeah I, you know I'm, at the most we, i am not a, believe me i'm not spending a lot of money but i try to look nice i try to put on decent clothes <laughs> you know blah, blah, blah. so we i walk right in and i i found a, a place at the bar and i'm sitting there and there are these i'm going to 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 characterize them as georgetown college students yeah they there were was, a little older than that weren't they well i don't I, they I had to be tell to be i couldn't tell there were one, two, three or four girls and th- two or three guys. Yeah. And they were uh, well-dressed, well-put-together, blah, 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 blah. The one girl, though, that latched on to me, yeah. I believe she was possibly Indian. Right. She had she had this affectation in her voice. She'd make us... A, I can't, I can't, like she would make a girly noise, like like a Marilyn Monroe or yeah, James Yeah, I was at Manson. the other end of the casino when this was going on, and you joined me later, and you were like, oh God, he wouldn't I believe. And I even, I even told him, I'm like, so she's, she's falling into me and everything, and, and oh, and she's trying to talk to me, and, and I'm like. Demanding you buy her drinks. Well, no, 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 because it was, a, it was, a, it was multiple stages. Oh, okay. And then they went away. And then they came back and they got drinks and she, her her wallet, her phone, her purse is like splayed out on the bar. She was kind of what you were telling me. It's almost dangerously intoxicated she was, in for her opinion, to be alone like that. Correct. I believe she was dangerously intoxicated for being a, an attractive female in a public setting like that. And like like and then at one point she's trying to talk to me again and this girl walks up and like wedges herself between me and her with her back against me and I'm like she's talking to me. I'm not talking to her. And then it was you know, I wanted an espresso martini. And I'm like, gee, could you be more of a child? An espresso yeah. martini, really? And then she knocked it over. And right? then she, apparently she knocked it over. And then and then there was at least three or four more times where either she and the group appeared and then walked away and appeared. And whenever they would leave her, she would latch on to me. Yeah. And one of the times she, she said something like, well, I hope you don't win or I hope you lose or something. And yeah. I'm like, you can walk away from me anytime you want. You yeah. know, so I the, was it was very irresponsible of her more sober friends to let her behave like exactly. that. Exactly, because she could have very. There is a very 
dangerous element that hangs out at the MGM it's casino. A, it's a casino. At any casino, and she could very easily and have I'm been exploited. And I'm not saying anything bad about MGM. No. I'm saying it's just the the type of people. People hang out in casinos. There's a there's a big undercurrent of yes, uncool just, people. You know, and there and it's just and it's and I hate it. Frank. I can hear my friend Frank going. They're girls, Frank. They're girls. You know, I felt I I in one hand I'm like this girl's really drunk and I shouldn't be you know, but she just wouldn't leave me alone. And then so the last time she came over and she's standing right beside me, her face is like four to six, you know, she's literally standing beside me and she's trying to, and I'm like, please go away. Please, please stop talking. Can't go find your friends. Wasn't her top practically falling off? Wasn't her, isn't this where her top fell off? uh, Her blouse had one of those keyhole spots in the middle between her boobs and her boob was sticking out of the hole and and i was like oh my god and the whole time i'm thinking somehow this is going to come back negatively on me i'm not talking to her and i'm not i'm not doing i'm not doing anything i'm (laughs) like how about your how about your hero bartender i know so at one point she she's she's i want to i want to do this i want buy oh she goes buy me a drink no Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm like she just she wouldn't leave me alone. Yeah. And finally I'd had enough and I said, You need to walk away. She I will no, I want you need to leave me alone. Go away. Go away. She wouldn't go. And finally I raised my voice, because you know I can do that. Yeah. In the casino, in the area around us got a little quiet when I raised my voice. <laughs> I'm counting to five. And if you're not gone by then, I'm calling security. Five, four, three. And when I hit three, she turned around and walked away. And then that's when the bartender, Jack, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. 350-pound man being accosted by a 120-pound woman. Be- because, now, now, yes, the visual, that's, that's the visual. That is absolutely hysterical that you said that. And it is. And it's very true. But look at it from my standpoint. Oh, I, can, I completely understand. I'm a big dude yep. sitting by my myself mm-hmm. in a in a casino bar i'm drinking and playing a, a a poker game and this girl won't leave me fuck alone yeah, yeah. we get well it was uh, yeah you were really well it was really bothered me on a level that i haven't been to for a while yeah because i would be the kind of person that would stay because i've been places we were at the casino in florida and there was a guy and a girl and the guy was being really kind of uh, uh-huh. forward and i and i looked at her and we made eye contact and i said i mouthed the words are you okay yeah and she was she shook her head yes and i was like okay yeah. because i'm not but her friends shouldn't have let her, her do friends that should, she they was really dangerous, have. and she wanted another drink yeah and they stopped serving oh her. well i don't well i don't know about that but so then I calmed down a little bit. Yeah. I went and, and found, you thanked the management. I, I went and found Kevin, and we played yeah. the, the fun game for a uh-huh. little while. So I, I'm only down. Oh, and then Kevin pointed out a thing to me that I didn't know. <laughs> so when you're playing in the machines, like like I said, I put 20 bucks in or right. whatever. And then let's say you win 60, 80 bucks. Yeah. So, and then you play that money away. Uh-huh. The, the, the. That sixty eighty bucks is going to the casino. Well, it was the casino's money to begin with. You were taking eighty dollars out of that casino, but you kept playing, so it goes back in. And then the twenty dollars you put in when you go to zero, they took your twenty. Right. So, so they're up twenty. Okay. So in my mind, 
in my mind, I'm only down. I think I ended up spending forty dollars total for yeah. the whole evening. You're only down gambling. 40. Yeah, like quarter machines. You and don't count like the that. money you potentially Correct. won and then gave back. Correct. You don't say I was hundred dollars. I won. I yeah. probably won over the course of the evening a hundred and twenty or a hundred and thirty dollars, and then you gave it back. and put it right back yeah, in the machine. That's fine. So the, the casino is up a hundred dollars. No, they're up the forty dollars you lost. Okay. You went into that casino and they are forty dollars richer because of it. Okay, At one well. point they were eighty dollars poorer, but you gave them their money back. <laughs> so. so I uh, horribly I had a good time until the till the situation. Oh, you with even the girl. had fun with that. <laughs> and then, but the, but the, it's just like just leave me alone. I'm not bothering well, anybody. Well, you know your PTSD. So maybe we should talk about today's episode a little bit. Or, well, or the only thing I'm going to some... say is that it affected me more than I. Wish. Would have liked. I'm like, I can't believe this is bothering me. It's like, you know, like, and I had to make a scene to get her to go away. So I, anyway. I had a question. I was wondering, hey, you have never, ever once smoked a cigarette, have you? I tried to smoke one once. One time? In like high school, and it was just such a horrible blech. I just, yeah. yeah. You really, it's a really an acquired taste. Yes. I remember I asked my mom once. She's like, I tried smoking once. It was a real drag. And she oh, laughed, boo. and I was like, why are you... La- oh, I get it. She's like, get it? Yo, but, you know, really yeah, corny. Yeah, yeah. And I... You per- smoked. I smoked back in the 90s because I thought it was cool because we had a band. I never, <laughs> I was never addicted to cigarettes. <laughs> but I feel by the time... When I see anybody 20 years younger than me, 30 years younger than me smoking, I always associate that person. I'm like, I feel like there's a correlation between smoking and illegitimate behaviors. Because... <sighs> I, by the time I was 15, non-smoking ads were everywhere. You couldn't advertise cigarettes on television. You couldn't have people smoking. You you were told nonstop, cigarettes bad. And anybody, you know, by the by the 90s, smoking was the yes. cool kids did it, but not the smart kids. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. And yes. so when I see young people today, and I hate using that word, but when young I see somebody people. who's 20 years old and I see them smoking a cigarette, I'm like... I bet you got some issues going on in other parts of your life, but well, that's just my working theory about cigarettes. Perhaps I mean, but it's like like what you said. You know, it's horribly, horribly bad for you. Yeah. For someone to still smoke, if you're you know to to pick up smoking, mm-hmm. I think that's a to pick up smoking and to be that young. I just can't imagine. I, I can't. Right. How do you do? How do you do that? But yet, you know. I drink alcohol and I can eat a sleep. I can eat a case of Oreos, not but think that's, twice you, about it. You get it, something you know? from that nicotine. You get something from I, that. I, I, I was get really, fat, Kevin. I that's was, what I get. I get fat. I was listening to a podcast when I was walking the dog earlier, and a guy killed his wife using nicotine because he knew they nicotine would never patches. look for it. Oh, uh, no, he put it in her food. Ooh, and, yeah. Uh, anyway, but we should thank one cigarette. There was a single cigarette out there that brought justice, and it's we're going to go to Interrogation Raw. Oh my God, that was your segue. Yeah, it was. Oh, uh, oh, he's working, people. He's working really hard at these segues. I'm, I'm getting better at it. You, uh, uh, yes, I. That wouldn't. That sh- okay. I, okay, <laughs> you snuck up on me with that one. All righty. So it's episode season one, episode sixteen. Season one, episode sixteen. Interrogation raw. It's just called the cigarette raw. break. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally called the oh cigarette break. Oh my goodness! Break. Oh good lord! So okay. it's back. We're in October sixteenth, twenty sixteen, and we're in Greenfield, Indiana. The police are arriving at the home of fifty-two-year-old Patty Dresser. You can see her blurred out, and she's lying on the couch. The rest of the house is immaculate, but yes. right around the right around the couch, stuff's been knocked over. This is Lieutenant Daniel Zebert telling us what they found. We located the victim in her living room. She was lying on her couch, face up, 
and appeared to be wearing a night robe. She was laying in an odd position. It appeared that a struggle had taken place. There were several things at the scene that weren't adding up. Most of the house was neat and in order, except for the room where the victim was found. The rope stash did appear to be in an odd place. It was lying on the floor near Patricia's hand, not around the robe like you would typically see a robe worn. The victim's vehicle was missing. According to the neighbors, nobody would have had permission to take the vehicle. Another thing missing from the house was a television set from the second floor. The fact that there were no signs of forced entry, we did have a theory that this might be somebody the victim would have known and had access to the house. We're photographing, we're looking for physical evidence. Every little detail can make a difference in a case like this. So that other voice was Captain Michael Schwamberger. So since there's no forced entry, they feel the victim must have known the intruder, probably knew the intruder. Right, right. And they see that a flat screen TV was stolen. What well, a there, thing to there steal. was a little bit of thi- like there were some open drawers. And there was a little bit of that. The house was not um, torn apart. It wasn't ransacked. But you could tell somebody had gone through stuff. Okay, bit. because I I gave you this episode and I you've had hours to do backstory. I, you've I got a shit ton he, of backstory. He today. doesn't give me enough time. I keep. Well, I do not. You, you have it today. The car is also missing. The car is missing. And the neighbors say no one should have it. A few hours after the body is discovered, her son Daniel arrives at the crime scene, and they ask him about the night before Patty's death. When I spoke to Daniel Dresser, he told us that there had been a break-in, and the person that Patricia suspected committed the break-in was Spencer Spielman. Spencer had been a friend of Patricia's other son, Nick Dresser, for quite a while, and Daniel Dresser told us that Spencer had approached Patricia asking for money. So Patricia would give Spencer money for helping out around the house, uh, helping with the artwork. And Patricia had given him a garage code to get in the house. So now we get our first look at Spencer Spielman, who has an eminently punchable face. <laughs> and he was a friend of Patty's other son, Nick. So, yeah, the so Spencer is 20 years old. Right. Nick is, I think, a, a couple of years older, and he has left to go to the military, and he is currently, he was at Texas at this time. Okay, and they were neighbors. They grew up in the same neighborhood, I believe. I'm not sure about that, but Nick was friends with Spencer. All right. He told investigators that Associates. Right. Spencer had been approaching his mom, asking for money, and that she started having him do chores around the house. He even had the access code for the garage. So this apparently worked well for a while, but then she started noticing... It was noticing kind of interesting, though. Thanks, what? Because, because he was doing lawn care, he was mowing the grass, raking leaves and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but when Spencer starts talking about it, he's like, I was running the vacuum cleaner, and that just seemed a little goofy to me, because he did not seem like a clean-in-the-house type of guy. No, he said that um, at one point she gave him 100 bucks a month to clean every window. Her house was immaculate. I could see her spending okay. that money on him. Oh, Alrighty, alrighty. She started noticing things going missing, and she was pretty sure it was Spencer stealing from her. This is Detective Sergeant Ron Shittum. She started noticing things missing, and she started getting a really weird feeling. So the Wednesday before her death, she was telling a friend of hers that Spencer was asking her to give him a really expensive watch that Nick owned. And she was telling her friend that she hit it really, really, really well. And we see some texts. They didn't read it. They just showed the text. But she said to him, I will have you arrested and thrown in jail. 
Another text read, don't ever break in again. And one that said, don't test me. I know you were at my house. So from this situation, from that statement, I understand she's trying to be nice. Right. To Spencer. She knows that Spencer's doing stuff he's not supposed to do, and she's trying to be nice. Okay. Yeah, and I think Spencer was kind of troubled. I think she was just trying to do the right thing. I got the feeling Patty had a... Patty had a big heart. So I had the date wrong. So now it's Friday, October 14th, 2016, and it's been 25 hours since the discovery of Patty's body. Now it's at 11 p.m. at night, detectives begin questioning their prime suspect, Spencer Spielman, who was pulled over while driving Patty's car. So remember, it's 11 at night. So this kid screams punk ass from the moment you see him come on screen. Here we go. (laughs) Tell me what you think of your hair. Honestly, I have no idea. Okay. Um, and, you know, I mean, obviously the car. Okay. How do you love to use it? Okay. All right. Well, that's what we need to get to the bottom of. I go over there to her house once or twice a week. And then we're, we're talking about... I... Patty. Patty. And uh, I clean her house and stuff. Like, she pays me, like, $100 once a month to do all her windows. Okay. I clean her floors. All that. First impression of Spencer... As he's just nonchalant, no respect for anybody. He didn't have a care in the world. Can y'all just please tell me what's going on? We're giving you the opportunity to tell us. We know the answer. Burglary? What are you talking about, burglary? I didn't steal no car. What the is going on? Murder. Murder. I didn't kill nobody. Apparently you did. The f- You sit here and lie about everything else. Why would you lie about that? You stole her car. No. What? Broke in her house, stole her TV. No. Stole a car, stole her my five. I didn't kill nobody. Uh, or steal you anything. Then you f- better tell us who did. I don't f- know. Yeah, right. You better, you I don't better have the balls us. to murder anybody. Maybe you didn't mean to. What? I didn't tell us the truth. Save your life. You. So at one point, he just says, fuck you to one of the investigators. And it's most, it, he has, he, he just has no respect for authority or, or any awareness of the situation. I don't feel he grasped. The, but even, even the, even the detectives were like, he wasn't admitting anything. He was saying, no, 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 no. During all of that, all of those initial uh, interviews, he was not admitting to nothing. One cop is saying we weren't getting anywhere with him, and I thought, you know, I'll try to humor him. I'm like, hey, Spencer, you want to take a smoke break? And he says, sure. He had asked several times for one. Oh, okay. And they finally let him have They relented? Yeah, yeah. We see them go out and walk down the hallway. He said, the cop said when they were out there smoking, they didn't talk about the case. They just, you know, exchanged pleasantries. Then he comes back in, and he sits down, and he said he's ready to tell them what really happened. And they're like, holy shit. And he just blurts out what he did. But I think you're going to tell me there a lot more went into that interrogation than the little bit we got an interrogation raw. <laughs> oh, I'm right. So now we jump forward to July 26, 2017. And Spencer Spielman, that's a tongue twister, is it convicted is. Yeah, 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 yeah. of murder and robbery. He is serving a 55-year sentence at the Pendleton Correctional Facility in Pendleton, Indiana. And we see his mugshot. And that's just a life wasted. Oof. We get our last kind of touching bit of audio from Chris Dobbins Gill, who was Patty's friend. 
And she points out that Patty was only 52 years old. Now, listen, everybody, if you're only in your 30s or your 20s, 52 is young. It might not seem young to you guys. Yes, it's exactly. very young. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> it is. It's very sad. Patty Dresser was 52 when her life was taken away. I, I think about her every day, and I miss her every day. And that was the very unnecessary tale of the killing of Patty Dresser. And now I'm going to just hand over the microphone well, wholesale and, to Jack because he's been working on this for a couple hours. So Nick, the youngest, Patty's youngest son, had these uh, associate friends. You know, they weren't buddy buddies, but, mm. you know, it's associate friends. And this kid, Spencer... Uh, I'm not sure. I cannot find anything about. I could not find in my research anything about his family setup. Mm -hmm. But essentially, at this period of time, he's homeless and he's living. He's sleeping on people's sofas. He's wow. his buddies, his friends, anybody he can sleep. That and that is part of the reason why Patty was so generous with him. She was giving him money to do stuff around the house because she felt sorry for him. And, Did you ever see that episode in Parks and Rec when John Ralphio shows up? at um, Aziz Azarian's house, and he's like, hey, can I sleep on your couch? He's like, sure, why? He's like, because technically I'm homeless. <laughs> His dad kicked him out. It was very funny. Oh, Lord. So, uh, so, 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 so Patty, of course, is... Uh, she doesn't, she has nothing, you know, Spencer's, she knows who Spencer is. Right. So she's not worried One of her about friend's it. kids. Right. Kids' so, friends. <laughs> so now... Uh, so along these lines, Spencer has a buddy named Charles Ernstus, and Charles Ernstus, I'm probably saying his name wrong, because it's spelled very oddly. There's only, you know, the vowels are very loose. German. Yeah. Well, I don't know what Ernstus is. Anyway, and he is also an associate of Nick's. Nick, yeah. So uh, Spencer and Charles apparently were, were buddies, and at some point... One of Patty's good friends, I believe her name was Anne, but I could be wrong on that. Oh, yeah. She goes to the police department and she sits down with one of the detectives because the the from the time of Patty's murder until the time Spencer's brought in, it is less than thirty six hours. That's twenty five hours. I it's think twenty five hours. Yeah. Okay, so within that twenty five hours, Patty's best friend has gone to the police off. Yeah, the, the, the police Spencer department was said, all, yeah. And Spence, it's this guy Spencer and this guy Charles. They're bad news. They're this. They're that. Blah, 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 blah. Didn't, and, and Patty, in one of her texts to her son, said, "I'm a little scared, actually." Uh, yes, because she she was scared because this was after Spencer had kind of gone through the house or something, and Patty did what she thought she had done to make the house safe. Everything was okay. locked up. She'd unplugged the garage door so he couldn't use the code thing to get in. Oh, she in. did? Yes. So she thought okay, she good. was semi-safe. She, she was she, a little more proactive than I, I realized. Correct. So the girlfriend who's gone to see the police detective Yay, is girlfriend. like- I'm sorry? I said, yay, girlfriend. Yes, your the, your Pat, girl last night needed a girlfriend yeah, like this. She did. So Patty's girlfriend is in there and she goes, you know, this Charles guy sent Patty some selfies of him in his underwear. Oh, wow. <laughs> you can see the detective and they're like, huh? Uh, and boy. she's like, yeah. And, she, and Patty showed it to us. Like, look what he sent me. That's, oh, my geez. God. Look what he sent me. Young dudes so, are so dumb. So... So immediately, now I think this is actually before they'd apprehended Spencer, mm -hmm. they find Charles. <laughs> oh, did they interrogate him too? Yes, they had Charles. Oh, wow. And Charles is a big dum-dum. Yeah. 
He comes in, he immediately, he knows that Patty's been killed. He knows all of the stuff. He agrees to everything. He goes in, he sits down. Yeah. <laughs> they interrogate him. He is like, yes, I know Spencer. Spencer does stuff for Patty. Patty gives him money. You know, we're, we were, he was pals with Nick, blah, 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 blah. And the one detective is like, uh, what about the pictures you sent him? <laughs> sent Patty, and and you can see him on his face. He didn't like, realize it. No, no, no. He he really he was like, what picture? Like you can see, he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And he goes, the ones in your underwear, and you can see <laughs> Charles's face completely turn dark red, and his hands go up over his face, and he's like, I I pro okay, I'm I was probably really drunk. I do that. Yeah. So apparently there are pictures of this Charles guy on all these girls' phones because he's trying to get lucky by saying, and he and he calls Patty. He goes, "Well, Patty was a cougar," and it's like, "Oh, oh my goodness!" So uh, Patty, Patty was an attractive woman. She was. She was an attractive woman. That, that, she, that's yes. apropos of nothing. So Charles had the even the detectives were like, "He Charles has nothing to do with anything." Yeah, he's just a so, goofball. So the poor the poor dum dum, you know, he's 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 like he okay, we're moving him to the outer ring yeah. just in case but put a pin it, on him we'll it, get back to it, him. it seems that he is innocent of all all uh, situations here now it's around this time that patty's ex-boyfriend who she is still very close with he i believe is partial owner of patty's house and patty's car oh that's weird and he well because i think they may have lived together they, they didn't really go into great details okay i want to say the guy's name is barry but i could be wrong on that barry is returning from a trip out of town and he's driving into town and he is uh, at a stoplight and he looks up and he sees the blue ford explorer with the car dealership that he used to work at with patty <laughs> and he's like hey wait a minute <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not following. He's he's coming back into town. He sees the blue Ford Explorer, the blue Ford Taurus that Pat was Patty's car. Oh, I thought it was white for some reason. No, 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 that and was the Patty other Patty and and this guy owned the car. Okay, jointly. so he looks over and he sees that's my car. Spencer's driving it. Well, he sees the car. Uh huh. Okay. And he sees the car and he immediately calls 911 and says, have you found Patty Dresser's car yet? And they're like, who Who are you? Well, I'm the owner of the car. I'm behind it. I'm on this street going this direction. Oh, did he follow him? <laughs> oh, that's great. Yes. That's great. So... Oh my God! What are the chances, though? Well, but you know, it's a small town. I guess you know that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> like, kind of like back in Parkersburg when people would see your green. Yes, BW, and they'd tell my mother, and your mom was yeah. like, "You would honk yeah, your mom." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so the police immediately all come in, and there's like multiple police cars, and they get they they pull the car over, and this is when they arrest Spencer. So, like you said, it was twenty twenty five hours, hours, I think. So it has only been that long since Patty's. So Spencer has been driving with a friend of his named Brandon Humphreys. Uh-oh. Brandon Humphreys is a dum-dum. Yeah, <laughs> boy. And yeah. he, they apparently have been, they drove to a bigger city to pawn things. Okay, like a flat screen TV. Like a flat screen TV, and I guess Brandon had some rims, and I don't know, there were some other little yeah. items. All of, right, of whatever. So, so they'd gone to pawn shops to pawn the stuff. And Brandon... He's buddies with Spencer. Right. Hey, where'd you get this stuff? It was my mom's. Brandon has no reason not to believe Why? Why that. would he question him? Yeah. Yes. So Brandon 
gets arrested, you know, or I don't know if it's well, arrested I, I is the right word. Well, he was helping stolen goods. Well, he, 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 <laughs> Brandon, when, when Spencer is apprehended, so is Brandon. Yeah. Immediately they take Brandon in and it's all the same detectives and they're like, we don't know what he knows, so we're not saying anything. Right. And we're like, okay, what's going on? And and Brandon's like, well, um, Spencer got sold me a TV, and then we took and pawned it, and we went to a couple pawn shops because I had some rims that I wanted to sell, and blah, 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 blah. He goes, what about the car? He, uh, Spencer said it was his mom's car. Okay, well, it's not. Oh, and you could see Brandon like, oh, so the car was stolen, and I was in the car. Uh-huh. And they're like, yep. And he goes... Listen, I don't know anything. Wait about till you that. find out what else is associated right. with like, this car. And they said, and they said, you know, the woman who owns this car has been murdered. And you can see the guy like, whoa, oh my no, God. no, no. He must have been terrified. Yes, he was. So again, his reactions, et cetera, et cetera. And the and the, the detectives are like, oh, he doesn't have anything to do with this. <laughs> so, they, they, they could tell by his behavior. They could tell by his behavior. Yeah. And also, he started singing like a canary. There was oh, an good. iPad. There was a phone. There was a Wi-Fi thing. I would throw this- that. If, if, if that were me, Spencer would be under that bus so goddamn fast. After he put me in that position. Exactly. Fuck you, Spencer. So... so the 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 you could see that the detectives were mildly amused. Oh yeah, he knew that this all this stuff was in the car that that you know good for that, you that Spencer probably obtained it illegally. But you know, Brandon, I mean, did Brandon ever get charged with anything? Brandon, Brandon again, he went out to that outer circle. Okay, because he you know he was told this, he was told yeah, that, blah, 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 blah. Right. and he was one hundred percent honest with him. Okay, so then they come up on Spencer and Spencer. During the he, I didn't do nothing. I don't yeah, know we heard that earlier about. in the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no nothing, nothing, nothing. And then they take him out for his smoke break, and he goes out there. And the uh, the one thing that the detectives said in my research, because they did not talk about anything during the smoke break, the only thing he said was um, something about searching the car or something like that, and something about a search warrant or something like that, and apparently. The detective saw that Spencer was like, "Well, there's no way I'm not gonna. There's the. Uh, this is it. I'm I'm caught." So when they went back in, that's when Spencer went, "Okay, here's what went down," okay. and he told the whole story from one end to the Can other. Can you tell me um, kind of quickly what he actually did do? Because in this in this episode, we don't really know. Did he did he fight with her? I, at so one they're point, saying, I think I overheard him. He said he did it in the morning, and she was there all day. The or? way he described it was that she was having a fight with somebody on the phone. There was he made up somebody out in the driveway with a big white SUV, and they're like, "Spencer, we've got video. There's no there's no cars in the driveway all day." And it basically boiled down to is he was trying to hit her up for more money, and she was like, "No, get out of my house." I still don't understand how he got in the house if she knew how he was going to behave. She probably did not fear him. Yeah. You know, oh, he stole from me. He's not going to hurt me. He stole from me. I don't think Spencer knew what was... I don't think Spencer... It wasn't premeditated. No. But what did he do? He strangled her with the... uh, Cord of her bathrobe? the The belt from her... Bathrobe. Bat, thank you. And the only way that they, the coroners confirmed because of the way he described how he did it, mm-hmm. because it wasn't just a, a strangulation. He put it around her neck oh. a couple of times. So, and then, so when he's asking her for money, she's saying no. Does he get into a physical altercation with her? I guess it, it got that bad. But that, we, 
the way it was described is all that went down in the kitchen. Okay. Because then he took her body in and laid her on the sofa. Because at one point he says, then she came up and she was all mad, and it sounded like he had knocked her out, and then she regained possibly, conscious. Possibly. And then but, he said, then he at one point he left and he came back, and she was gray, and he fed be, the dog, and he left again. And because it, there was something that was said that was never explained properly. There was a, a blue dress of some sort, uh-huh. and that had been put over her before the belt. So that didn't huh. make sense because they never explained it, and I couldn't figure it out more than that. Oh, he covered her up after he strangled her? No, he covered it up before he strangled her. Because the dress, the, the, the dress, the dark dress was on the side table on the couch, was next to the couch oh. on the side table. So whether he'd wrapped her head with the dress before, you know, this is never going to be explained properly. Yeah. So the defense... Uh, even came back and said, well, he only confessed out of coercion. Uh-huh. He didn't. So there was a little bit of that, but obviously they, they had him, they had it, but you know, people confess sometimes when they did. Yeah. So the, the two dum-dums that were friends with him, they did not get in any trouble. Knock on wood. And I just, if you could just see the fi- pi- face of the picture of the guy who sent him and I want to have the picture. <laughs> they showed the picture <laughs> of the guy in his underwear. And, uh, um, he must've been mortified. He was, he was, he was highly, and he was like, I'm drunk. I do that. Yeah. You can see like, I, I feel, get drunk I feel I, seen. I do dumb shit. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't send pictures of underwear, but yeah, you know, just dumb things. Funny. Like that was a numb. So uh, the after after they released the house, this was before all of you know mm-hmm. all of the court stuff. Her, her friends all came in and cleaned the house so that when the sons came back, there would not be a mess. Yeah. And uh, she, in lieu of flowers, all of her, uh, any, all donations, she asked for donations to go to a soup kitchen that was in town that she volunteered for. No. And so she was a, uh, she was a beloved person, well loved by her friends and a community person in the community who did good. Yeah. So it's very sad that this happened to her and she was just trying to be She was just trying to help. And this backs up why you never trust anybody. I've been friends with them for 20 years. They killed you. I got bit by a snake yesterday. I know you don't. That's a a story for another time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Or a warbang. That someday the ass will be the girl can't have it. She's in.